Well, welcome to week two of our four-week series entitled, Now Boarding from Gate to Go. Now Boarding from Gate to Go. Here's the goal of our series. It's to describe how the gospel works at Palm Vista to make disciples. Last week, we looked at Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. It's called the Great Commission. And in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, we saw the command that Jesus gives us to make disciples with the gospel. So last week, we defined the gospel, and then we defined what it is to be a disciple. Here's what we said last week. And it's still true this week, because it's a biblical definition. What is the gospel? By way of review, the gospel is Jesus Christ. His virgin birth, his perfect life, very important that Jesus lived the perfect life that God requires, because we certainly can't. His sacrificial death on the cross, why? Because we deserve the penalty for not living that perfect life. Jesus took that penalty and gave us the benefit, the favor of his perfect life. But that's not enough. He then rose again from the dead. (coughs) Without the resurrection, there would be no forgiveness of sins. But oh, he rose from the dead, church. But that's not enough. Because he ascended into heaven, and having ascended into heaven, he then sent the Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit, who applies the work of Christ's sacrifice and life and resurrection to us today and gives us the understanding of what it means. So thank God for the Spirit. And when Jesus ascended into heaven, he returned to the glory of the Father that he willingly forfeited to come to earth. That glory, by the way, which he promises to share with us. So in the midst of my tears over Hortensia and tomorrow, when I do uh, share at her uh, funeral, um, I'm going to be sharing that in our grief and in our tears, we have the hope that glory is coming. Glory is coming. So I'm, I'm looking to that in the midst of my suffering, in the midst of death here. There's the gospel. And here's what Matthew 18 tells us, that we never move on from the gospel, but oh friends, the gospel moves us on to make disciples. We never move on from the gospel, but the gospel m- moves us on to make disciples. All right, so what's a disciple, Al? That's a good question. There are many places in scripture that describe a disciple. Jesus described a disciple, described true discipleship in Mark. We just finished studying that. But, but Matthew really gives us a threefold description of a disciple. And this succinct description we put forth last week along with an illustration. Here's the, the threefold description. A disciple is one who, whom God connects first to himself in Christ and then connects to other believers. Today, I'm going to delve down into that part of, the, of being a disciple, the connect part. But a disciple is also one who grows in conformity to Christ. Jesus said in the Great Commission, make disciples, teaching them to, to obey all that I've commanded you. So a disciple grows in conformity to Christ. And finally, a disciple is one who goes. He goes to make other disciples. So there's a disciple. So connect, grow, go. If you would put that slide up. This is, this is our mission statement. Church, what is our mission statement? What, what drives Palm Vista Community Church? And hopefully today I'm going to be able to share with you much more in detail on the connect piece. And you're going to see that these words are actually biblical words. But here's our mission statement. It's very simple. In Christ, we connect, grow, go. In Christ, we connect, grow, go. Now we understand that God initiates. We cannot connect unless God first connects us. We're going to see that today. 
But then after connecting us to himself, he connects us to one another. And we very much need to participate in that. And then we grow and we go. The illustration that we use, which is very helpful to remember this, is one of travel, air travel. Every illustration has its limits, but it's helpful. It's helpful. So we are on a trip. God has called us on a trip, and this trip is an an air travel to another country, to a destination. And so the connect piece is represented by our Sunday morning service. And, and in our illustration, it's like the, this is the moment when, we, when we're at the screen and we buy the ticket. Now, the only reason we want to buy the ticket is because God first connected us with himself. I'm not assuming the gospel, but I'm telling you the gospel has to first call us and connect us to God. And God does that and we respond to that. But once we're connected to God, then the next thing we do is we buy a ticket and that's church membership. And then once we buy that ticket, we check in at the gate This is the connect piece. This is what happens on Sunday morning. And then once we're at the gate, eventually we get a message saying, it's time to board your flight. So we bought the ticket. We checked in. We went through the whole hassle of getting everybody there and going through security. Okay, I'm going to get on the plane. So embarking on the plane or boarding on the plane is the grow piece. And we're saying that's represented by community group. We understand this is a bit simplified, but it's helpful to remember when we can simplify because we understand you connect in other places other than Sunday morning. And we understand that you grow in other places than at community group. Hopefully you're growing this morning. But it just simplifies it for us. The grow piece is that boarding piece. So it's not enough to just come to church. Thank you for being here. But also, we want you to attend community group. We have three of them, four of them, five of them actually, that meet this week. I knew there were five. What happened there? Uh, So we have five of them that meet this week. We want you to pick one and go because that's where you're going to grow and that's where you're going to help others grow. Corey's going to preach on that next week. We're going to really drill down into that one next week. And so we, we get in the plane and we get a little tight and it gets a little uncomfortable, but we're flying through the air and 10 hours later we land in Paris and we get out of the plane and we disembark and that's the go piece. I don't know why I said Paris. That's the go piece. And that's the piece of making disciples. So for us, we're representing that as ministry teams and I'll have the privilege two weeks from this Sunday to preach on that. So connect, grow, go. But today, today we want to really burrow down into today we want to really uh, plumb the depths of the connect piece so having laid out the big picture of the discipleship process at palm vista today we're going to take one slice of it the connect piece and to do that we're going to take a look at ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 to 22 ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 to 22 this is the second message in our series and it's entitled gospel connection gospel connection ephesians chapter 2 verses 11 to 22 wait a second now gospel connection didn't you get that wrong do you need to have that corrected grammatically shouldn't it be gospel connections no it's gospel connection why because we want to focus this morning on the connection the connection that god forges between us and himself he does it monergistically he does it initiating it himself mono one monergistically we need to respond but god chooses us god gives us light god saves us and that connection then moves us into other connections with one another. All right, but we, we on purpose said gospel connection. It starts with God. It's by his sovereign grace that you are here and connected to him if you are saved. And if you're not, then he's connecting you right now. Listen and respond. Gospel connection. 
So I'm going to read Ephesians 2, 11 to 22. If you don't have a Bible, we've got some in the back. Please take one. If you don't own a Bible, that's our gift to you. But I want you to not only hear what I have to say, but, but read it with me. And I also want to pray. I want to pray that God would open up to our minds and hearts the rich truths of this text, the gospel truths of the gospel, the gospel connection that God established in Christ. So let's pray. Lord, open my heart now, my mind and my my words and my mouth to speak your word the way you want it spoken. Lord, build Palm Vista Community Church as your word is spoken. Jesus, you said you would do it, and we're asking you to do it. Father, we thank you for this. By your spirit, Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were far off have been brought near. Friends, that's connection. And guess who did it? God. You who were far off were brought near. How? By the blood of Christ. Verse 14. For he himself is our peace. I want you to circle the word peace. I believe five times in this text you're going to see the word peace or a derivative of that, the word reconciliation. But notice, this is big here. For he himself is our peace. Verse 14. Who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him, We both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place of God by the Spirit. So here's what this text tells us right here. Firstly, God connects us to himself, okay, we who were far off, by the blood of Jesus. Then he connects us to one another. The word peace there, it does include peace with God, but here's the key as we understand this text. That word is talking about peace between people who were opponents, It's talking about the peace between the Jews and the Gentiles who were separated by the law. And Jesus came to break down that dividing wall of the law and says, as the Southerners would say, all y'all, just like that, that's a technical term, all y'all, Southern Cuba, all y'all are reconciled to God by the blood of Jesus, what he did on the cross. See, the Jew would say, oh, no, no, I'm reconciled to God by the law. I keep the law. I'm not like this unwashed pagan Gentile right next to me. I am reconciled to God by the law. And what this text tells us is, no, 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 Jesus came and he abolished that hostility. And on the cross, he said, you are all reconciled by my 
blood. So the peace there, the one man there, is the church now where Jew and Gentile are brought together and they're brought together by the blood of Jesus. Yes, obviously, first they must be reconciled to God, otherwise there'll never be unity. But having been reconciled to God, by God, now he reconciles us to one another. He makes peace with one another. Or, as we've chosen to say it, he connects us to one another. This is that connection. We can go back to the uh, uh, diagram. This is that connection that God connects us to one another. Let's, let's see this played out in the text, shall we? Look at verse 11. Whenever you see the word therefore, you must circle it and ask yourself, what is that therefore, therefore? Because it points you back to something. And here's what it points you back to. It points you back to the rich gospel truths of verses 1 to 10. Verses 1 to 10 say that you and I were dead in our sins and trespasses. We had no way of coming to know God at all. We were children of wrath, but God in his great mercy saved us. Not based on our works, not because based on the fact that we were seeking God because we weren't. Not based on the fact that we're any good at all because we're not. Whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, whether you're the most holy person you think you know or the most degenerate person you know, all of us stand under God's wrath because we are lawbreakers, we're rebels. And what 1 to 10 tells us is he chose us in Christ and he made us alive in Christ. Now, verse 12 tells us that we were at one time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Now there he's talking to the Gentiles. He's just saying, hey, you Gentiles. Now remember, and you guys, you guys didn't even have a hope. You were not plugged into the covenant, not the old covenant, nothing. You were totally separated from God, from the covenant, and you had no hope. You were disconnected that describe you today i don't know everybody here but if that describes you then i'm telling you right now the only way to get connected is by the blood of jesus and that's what he tells us here in the text look at verses 13 to 18 but now verse 13 in christ jesus you who once were far off have been brought near how by the blood of jesus i didn't come near on my own he brought me near by the blood of jesus verse 14 for he himself is our peace that word shalom that word of reconciliation that's what it really means there that greek word can be translated peace or reconciliation so he's our peace firstly with god but then with one another who has made both, who are the both there in verse 14? Jew and Gentile. One, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinance that he might create himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace. Listen, that doesn't mean that Jesus abolished the law. Jesus came and said, I didn't abolish the law. That's not what he's talking about. What Jesus abolishes is those who think they can be reconciled with God made right with God by their performance, specifically their performance of the law, and they can't be, those would be the Jews. And he said, no, 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 look at verse 16. And might reconcile us both, again, the both is Greek and Jew in the original context, to God in place of the two, so make uh, in one body through the cross. So he's reconciling both Jew and Gentile through one body, the body of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, on the cross, this is the gospel, thereby, thereby killing the hostility, verse 17, and he came 
and preached peace to you who were far off. So this reconciliation to you Gentiles far off is through the blood, body and blood of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection and ascension. And peace to those who were near. This is peace to you Jew who thinks you were near to God because you were part of the covenant people. Actually, you are not near to God because you're a covenant breaker. And Jesus now is going to reconcile you to God through his body on the cross. And he's going to reconcile you Gentile through his body on the cross. But here's the point. Here's the point. He reconciles us, he connects us to himself in Christ so that he might connect us to one another. Don't you see that's the driving force of this text? This text is about a church where people are divided. Now, at this time, it was the greatest division you can imagine. Jew and Gentile in the first century, massive. I mean, Jews couldn't even eat with Gentiles. And, and, and God is saying that division is broken down. But what I want you to hear this morning is, God connects you to himself in Christ so that he might connect you to one another. Look around you. This is the church. Listen, by definition, what we're doing in this four-part biblical series on our vision on what God has called us to do as a church, we're giving you a doctrine of the church. Because this is where it's worked out. Corey Smidgen quoted this last week. Listen, when God converts us to himself, he converts us to one another. Think about that for a second. If we belong to God, we belong to one another. You cannot say, I belong to God, but not that guy. Oh, Hamas. Nunca. Nix nine. Frankenstein. Pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. But, but, we, but we can say that to one another, right? Listen, I belong to God, but that guy? I didn't mean to point at you, but yeah, you know, to that guy? Or to that lady? Listen, man, this is radical stuff. You converted? Then you converted to me too. <laughs> By the blood of Jesus. Listen, I want to be reconciled to God. I like God. You, I'm not so sure about. But this is the point, isn't it? Or is it? This is the point. Has God connected you to himself in Christ? Unbeliever? Oh, listen. Respond right now. But, oh, believer, has God connected you to his people, to Palm Vista? See, see, this brings us to verses 19 to 22. You've got to come to 19 to 22. You can't just dance around 11 to 18. I won't let you. You have to come to 19 to 22. 19 to 22 are, are hunting you down. They're hunting me down. And here they are. You ready? Verse 19. So all this gospel truth from verse 1 all the way to verse 18 have flowed upon us, right? We're shouting amen. We're saying, yes, Lord. And look at verse 19. How does it begin? So then. That's another one of those therefores. That's a connector. So then. You're going to say, so what? Ike? Right? All that truth's great. And so then. Here we go. You are no longer strangers and aliens. Eh, some of you are still a little strange. But he's saying strangers and aliens here in the sense of not part of God's people. But you are fellow citizens. So notice, notice the contrast. A stranger and an alien, right? Many of us have come to this country from other countries. You, you can even have a term, a resident alien or a resident alien card. I don't know if you've ever had one of those. That's a horrible thing to have. Hi, I'm a resident alien, you know. You look normal. Uh, but, but... But these people were aliens to God's kingdom. So now what happens? They are fellow citizens. Do you see that? Verse 19. 
with the saints. And now watch this. It gets even more intense. They're members of the same household. So now you go from a citizen of a kingdom to now I'm part of your household. I'm coming over for dinner tonight. Where's my room? (laughs) Well, wait. Yes, the same household. So you've got this idea here of God connecting us with himself and then connecting us with one another. But where is that, Al? So far, you've kind of inserted the word connecting there. Where is it in the text? It's a good question. Let me show it to you. Look at verse 20. Built, now these are, uh, these are those who have been now made fellow citizens, those who were far off have been brought near, those who have now been made fellow members of the household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. That's just talking about the gospel declaration they made. That's what that means, okay? They got the gospel from God, they're declaring it. So it's, it's built on the gospel. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. Here we go. This is the one where you get your highlighter out and your pens out. In whom the whole structure... Oh, now we go from being fellow citizens in the kingdom to fellow members in a household. Now we're going to be talking about a building. Pay attention. Through whom fellow... Uh, I hate it when I lose my place in the text. The words have gotten smaller. In, okay, here we go. In whom the whole structure, verse 21, being joined together. Joined together. We have any carpenters here? Do we have any, any masons here? I mean, not the, the, the group, the masons, but you know, someone who works with concrete. You might say, yeah, I'm a mason. Uh, to join together. To join together. That's a process, isn't it? Nailing it together, or you, you put down the cement, you put the... Actually, here, I would see cement blocks, okay? Fitting them together. You know, Peter says you're living stones, being fit together. What are you being fit together to be? This is amazing. This is amazing. If you miss this, I think you miss Christianity. Being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. He didn't just save you to get you to heaven. He saved you to fit you together with her. And then fit you guys together as couples with them. But we're so different. (laughs) Yes, you are. No one here likes the Red Sox. No, no, I'm just kidding. Many people like the Red Sox. (laughs) Sorry, Adam, wherever you are. (laughs) But, But the point is, right? He saved you guys to fit you, your living stones, being fit together with those living stones and those living stones and those living stones. Very different, very different from these. But we're all being fit together in the Lord, in the Lord, in the Lord. This is this in Christ, in the Lord theology. What is, what is our uh, disciple, what does our mission statement start with? In Christ. It's biblical. In Christ. We're, we're joined together. Look at verse 22. In him, there's another one of those, in Christ, in the Lord, in him. That's, wh- that's where we got that from. In him, you also are being built together. So joined together, built together. Do you see that? And what's being built, this one's even more amazing, being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. No, no. Now remember, he's he's writing this to people, especially if they were Jewish, their minds, where does God dwell? Well, I know God's address. It's, you know, one temple way in Jerusalem. It's up on that hill. And so what, what he's saying here is no longer... Here is where God dwells, my friends, as he fits you, as he joins you and you and you with me and him and her and them. And we are all so different. And he connects us. And it's hard. And there are times where you don't want to be connected. 
But God connects us. And he makes this the place where he dwells. What did Jesus say? You tear down that temple, destroy that temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. Well, what was he talking about? The physical temple in Jerusalem? No, his body. But today, who's his body on earth? Us. We're the body of Christ. Christmas near the beach. We're the body of Christ. We're representing Jesus. Last night we did an outreach. Thank you, Gonzalez's. It was crazy. It was wild. It was, it was raucous. But in the midst of that, I'm talking to this person that I didn't even know lived in my neighborhood, and I'm just sharing, and we're doing it as the body of Christ. It worked because we were all able to do it together and rep- representing Jesus. That's the point. So going here to our illustration, what we're saying is God connects us to himself in Christ. And then God connects us to one another. And we're saying that's buying a ticket. That's joining the church. Now, there are 10 people that I spoke to this morning very early at 930 in the morning. They're in our Connect 101 class. And they are, you know what those people are doing right now? They are sitting, they've been called, I think. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, if you 10 are in here, I think you guys are saved. But we'll find out when we do the membership interview. And and they're sitting in front of the computer, metaphorically speaking. You know what they're doing? They're sitting just like this. And and, and they're looking at the screen, and the the ticket just came up. $942.27. It's metaphorical. To go where they want to go. And you know what that ticket is? That's membership. And their fingers are poised over the buy now button. And I'll tell you whether they press the button or not. Because on December 6th, we're going to have... Are we going to welcome new members? So if you see them come on December 6th, that Sunday when we welcome new members, when you come back on December 6th and we baptize some of them because we're going to do baptisms that day, we're going to welcome them in the church and then we're going to go outside and we're going to baptize them and then we're going to have a big potluck that day or blessed, thank you, sovereignty supper that day. And so you always get that wrong, blessed something, pot something, whatever. And, and so, and so. We're gonna, that day, they're going to hit the button. That's the day they buy the ticket and they join the church. If you haven't joined the church, I'm telling you, join the church. It, it may not be this church, but join a church. That's, that's, that's the connect piece. And so in our little illustration, Sundays is where we connect, okay? What does that mean, Al? Well, here's what it means. It means that you value a Sunday celebration, a Sunday service. I know you do. By the way, I'm preaching here to those who do. Thank you for being here, okay? And I pray that those that aren't here will go online and somehow navigate through our website and figure out where they can find this sermon. Or do the podcast, okay? That's what I do. But, but, but join the church and then value the church. So, so you're thinking, wow, Corey is teaching Grow 201. If you can go to the next slide, please. Thank you. Uh, Grow 201, which is the Bible 45 classes. I'm teaching Connect 101 for non-members. I've been listening to this Grow 201. It is amazing stuff. We want you to come. In fact, we're asking you to come if you're a member. And I realize some might be providentially hindered, and so it is online. But, but there's something about coming to that class with a bunch of people and sitting together and listening to it and asking the questions. There's a connection that happens there. Listen, there's a connection when we celebrate communion together. The sacraments connect us in the body and blood of Christ as we celebrate that. We're, we're connected when we baptize folks out in front. And if you've never been here for this, we, we rent this portable baptistry from the, the Miami Baptist Convention and we set it up out there and we got people to fill it up with water and, you know, it'll be nice this time because it won't be cold, but sometimes we do them like in February and, whew, you know, for us it's cold, right? You guys are laughing at me, I know. Okay. And so, um, 
We connect. We connect when we sit down and eat together. And you all bring your food and crock pots and we set them on the tables and, and David and Jasmine set it up and we all go crazy that day. But then we end up eating this incredible food from Brazil and Nicaragua and Cuba and, 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 and Macedonia and wherever else you guys are from, which I love in this church. We connect. We connect. But you know what? There's also a parallel service going on right now. There are kids connecting with one another right now. The next slide, please. So during our worship service, there's a children's ministry going on. They're connecting over there. Ashley and the team that are, that, are, that are doing the kids' zone worship, I saw a bunch of them come in a little bit later. Gary Beach them somewhere around here. And they're connecting. There you are. How can I miss you? You're only 6'9". <laughs> yeah, they're right over here. It's, it's, so they're connecting as they're leading them in worship. And right now, uh, I believe as Raphael was, was, was teaching them, and, and last month, I mean, Mickey had uh, all kinds of crazy things that he gave them. Roadkill. It was actually, can- it was actually candy, okay? It was a real roadkill, all right? And, and jelly beans that he called rattlesnake eggs and stuff like that. So what's he doing? He's trying to teach them things creatively. And, and Mickey and Dina were pouring their lives. There, there's... Uh, Vanessa Bellows over there right now, caring for the little babies. I saw her and Catherine Mendez. They're connecting. They're serving. Do you see that? This is the body of Christ. When we sing, AJ, thank you for leading us. A bunch of people got sick this morning. Some had to be out here. So AJ just you know, pulled an audible as he got here. Okay, no drums. All right, no piano. All right, we're going to go just me and Roxanne. And it was great. Thank you, AJ. Yeah, and you, you, you served us. Yes, thank you. All right, and, and he's just... He's just learning. He's just growing in this. All right? He's trying to you know, catch up as you know, he's putting the game. All right, boom. Starting quarterback got injured. You're in, kid. <laughs> so thank you. All right? But what's happening? We're connecting to one another. I'm singing to God, and you guys can hear me sing. That's the connection. That's the connection. That's the connection. So do you have a ticket? If so, great. Are you connected? Are you coming? Is this a priority? It is. I know those I'm speaking to. If it's not with someone else, then just talk about it. This, this, is, this is the priority, I believe. Here's what I think this text is all about, and this is hopefully what the sermon is all about, that summary statement. Jesus Christ is our peace, connecting us to God and one another in the church. Jesus Christ is our peace, connecting us to God and one another in the church. So, so here's my appeal to you this morning, church. I'm just going to talk to you. We're in a family room right now, okay? We're, we're part of that household. We're fellow members of the same household. So here's my appeal to you. I want us to take a look at these scriptures privately, together, as families perhaps this afternoon, maybe with your kids, with whomever, singles, youth. And and I want us to ask ourselves, do we have a robust doctrine of the local church? There's nothing wrong with other types of meetings, Bible studies, men's or women's, different types of ministries. Those can be helpful as add-ons. But is at the center of our minds, at the center of our hearts, the local church? Or is it my kids' sporting events? Is, is, it, is it something else? You hear me say that those things are good. I want you to go to your kids' sporting events. It's a hard issue. It's a hard issue. What is primary? Because I believe that this text is saying what's primary is the local church where God's people gather under God's word, preached by God's servants. This would be men who are pastors and elders, who have the authority that God gives them to preach the word. This, our authority comes from here, not from me. It comes from here. So, so that's the question for you. Are you 
saying, Lord, you redeemed me. But you didn't just redeem me so I could just float around with you and kind of pick and choose. But you've called me to get on that plane. You know, there, there, if, if I want to go somewhere, there might be a little, a little Cessna right next to that 747. Or there might be a little helicopter over here. They're good, they're good aircraft to have for different uh, mission-specific uh, things in the church, okay? These would be parachurches or whatever. You need them, okay? You need them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the board of one of them, Equipo Impacto in Cuba. It's a good ministry, okay? But, but my primary focus is Palm Vista Community Church. My, my pri- I, I'm getting on that 747. I'm, I'm not going to get on the little Cessna. Or, or the helicopter. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to go for it together. This is the reason we're preaching this, okay? It's time, it's time that we articulate the biblical vision of church. This is what we're doing. We're laying down a doctrine of the local church. And then it's time we call you by the word of God to say, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I, I'm in on Sunday mornings. This is God's plan. Jesus redeemed me, not just to do my own thing, but he redeemed me. And we'll be more effective reaching this city with women who are considering aborting their babies as this church is strong. And then we have very legitimate, wonderful ministries like Heartbeat of Miami or Cornwall or, or whatever. You, you fill in the blank. Life of Freedom Center. You, it's, you see where I'm going with this? It's both and, not either or. But where, where is my heart? Where is the priority? That's That's... that's that's the question for us all to ask. And then as I see that priority, I say, okay, Lord, how can I serve? How does this doctrine of the local church, based upon what you did for me, because I was a child of wrath, and you, I was dead in my sins, and you woke me up, and you gave me life, and you made me a child, and I was far off, and I was lonely, I was without hope, I was hopeless, separated from the promises of God, and you came and got me, and you bought me by your blood, and I'm no longer my own. Now, Lord, show me the way. This is, my, this is your life, not mine. We're saying, would we invest here? Would we be in agreement around this process that, we, that we're showing as we detail it? Well, let's pray. And worship team, if you please would join me. I'd be very grateful. Lord God, I thank you for the grace that you give us. I thank you for the mercies that flow every single day. Your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's been demonstrated to us and to me through your word right here. Thank you for drawing me when I was far off. Thank you for saving me when I was a rebel. Thank you for giving me mercy when I deserved your wrath. Thank you that you put forth your son as that propitiation, that which takes away your wrath and gives me your favor instead. His body, his blood on the cross, and I gladly repent and believe, and I gladly say thank you, Lord. And if you've never done that, I pray you would do that even now. And even as we sing this song, you would sing it with all your heart. Respond to him. Lord, would you build Palm Vista around a unified vision of the best we know how to present what we see the Bible teaching as this discipleship process, fueled by the gospel, based on the gospel, the gospel ever, ever primary, never moving on from the gospel, but, oh, Lord, knowing that the gospel moves us on to make disciples, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.